deep in winter, February 26, 2016. A cold morning. But the nascent Doughboys fan community would never feel cold again. A fateful episode dropped that frigid Thursday. Featuring a fan-favorite guest, the episode was the culmination of all that Doughboys had brought to the table before. This week on Boys, it's fan-favorite Doughboys episode 39, Wendy's with Paul Rust. One, two, three, four, boys! Welcome to Boys, the podcast about Doughboys, the podcast about chain restaurants. We are the Doughboys Boys. I'm Aaron Staley. I'm Brendan Drischler. Brian Edwards. Rob Hanson. What's up, guys? Hi. Hi. How's everybody doing? It's great to be back here with you all. I have a lot of thoughts on what you did last week. (laughs) (laughs) Please share detailed notes about them. I do. I was... uh, dictating my thoughts i have everything broken down minute by minute here for any sort of corrections i might need to make this week's episode of Faux boys will be a commentary episode on last week's yes episode. this is getting very meta i would just like to say for one there are many dunkin donuts near my apartment i don't need one that's less than 40 feet away from my desk brian to make me happy that's not my dream my dream would be having a burger king 40 feet away <laughs> Oh, my apologies. Yeah, go to hell. (laughs) What did you think about your Thanksgiving meal we drafted for you? Oh, I didn't get that far yet. I got bored listening to you guys. (laughs) Look, okay, I spent so much time in an airport yesterday. Like, it was, like, you know, like, there's only so much, you know, like, like, you know, there's only so much. Brendan, you're a real podcaster, aren't you? Yeah, exactly. I'm very (laughs) articulate. So you traveled a bunch over the uh, weekend, Brian? Is that your uh, your issue? Brian or Brendan? Brendan, you all have the same name. Oh, How dare you? This, oh, God, I'm, I'm adding this in the minutes for this week's notes. Um, yeah, well, it was, it was just, you know, traveling from Pittsburgh, where I was for a wedding and for Thanksgiving, back to Boston. I got in kind of late. And, uh, you know, didn't really have time to listen to all the podcasts that I had intended to on the plane, which is to say I listened to one, and that was about all I could do. That is an unproductive plane flight. It really was. No, to be fair, I played a lot of Pokemon Moon. That is huge. Yeah. Yeah. I've been playing some of that myself. Who did you start with? I gotta say, I went with uh, Poplio. Poplio's a little cutie. I get it. Yeah. You know, I sat there on the starting screen, I was... Really choosing between the other two, and I said, you know what, i got to be true to myself. I want this ugly clown seal. Oh, he's a cutie. He is. He's a little, it's a little, uh, ugly. Yeah, but, he, he just wants to know. be loved, as we yeah. all do. I like him. I know, I'm Man. just riveted here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just sad I can't you, Rob? take part. <laughs> yeah. What? Just sad I can't take part yet. Soon. I know, soon. Soon, baby. <laughs> how was your uh, thanksgiving weekend rob uh, it was pretty good uh small thanksgiving group uh, no real problems which is always a concern with thanksgiving or not always but with some uh, people yes um but uh, it, was, it was nice got home early uh i don't did not have any leftovers to take home except for an entire apple pie which i have just <laughs> now finished <laughs> that's amazing but uh, yeah, it was pretty good. I 
just laid around for three days, and I'm going to continue to do that after this. Beautiful. <laughs> Same here. <laughs> How about you, Brian? Uh, well, Canadian our Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving was is what, over month, a month ago. Month? Oh, to yeah. have it be over. <laughs> and so I went to work on Thursday and Friday, as everyone else in this country did. Hey, wait, I have a question for you, actually. Sure. Is Black Friday a thing at all up there? Like, is it either a thing in October, or has it just bled over from no, our culture into yours? They're trying to make it a thing here to coincide with your Black Friday, too. So there are Black Friday sales here. Uh-huh. I don't think it's as crazy as it gets down there. There's actually mm-hmm. a video of mine of someone posting of Black Friday in Canada where a store, I think it's like a Best Buy, very leisurely opens its doors. People file in very orderly as they're being <laughs> applauded by the employees for being so orderly and peaceful and quiet. What else are in the country? <laughs> oh, Canada. That is so funny. I uh, went to a couple of Thanksgiving dinners over here. Oh, I, uh geez. I went to my friends. I had some of that brisket I was talking about last week. How was it? Phenomenal. That's great. Uh, A couple different types of turkey. You know, a couple of different, you know, because it's two different friends. Everybody does their turkey a little bit differently. Mm -hmm. Um, But it was a, it was a nice little weekend. Um, You know, just been sort of uh, hanging out. I went to a podcast party last night. Um. Is that like it those was. old-timey parties where you listen to records sitting in someone's room? Uh, <laughs> I mean, basically, <laughs> it was a live podcast recording uh, for uh, Audio Bar, which is our friend Mike Sainz's podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and they, it's like a band interview and then a live show. So they recorded the band interview live with the audience. Mike Sainz just mentioned being a comment in the Nighttime Foam Corner, by the way. I just got a pop-up on my windows. Um, but yeah, he... he uh, uh, invited me and Gus Voorhees and, and all the other DC kind of people from the podcast fan community up there um, to uh, be at that show. It was very cool. It was in this like cool, weird like art performance space that I that was like you know unmarked warehouse. You know, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was very cool. And I saw Mike Sains, I saw Gus Voorhees, I saw Rob Flanagan, uh, all from the uh, Facebook groups. So it was kind of a cool, weird, well, another weird instance of meeting internet people in real life. <laughs> yeah. Everybody was very nice. So that was my Thanksgiving weekend. That was nice. Um, Brendan, is there anything you wanted to cover from the last episode before we start? Oh, God. I'm really trying to remember what all you guys had, <laughs> you guys had uh, put the words you had put into my mouth for some of those yeah. things. Um, I, I truly don't remember all of it. I, I was listening to some of it as I was walking to 7-Eleven late last night to get drinks because I had nothing to drink in my apartment after coming back. Um uh, fuck. I, I agree with you on the bacon sandwich thing. Great. Yeah, that's all I remember off the top of my head. <laughs> Is that I, this week, I will also cool. eat whatever random crap Dunkin' Donuts has for a limited time only because, of course, I will. Yeah. I mean, what else are you going to do? Yeah. Not? Exactly. Get the same old, like, croissant. Oh, yeah. Egg and cheese. Yeah. Pff, bullshit. Boring. Hello. All right, guys, let's jump into Wendy's. Uh, Wendy's is sort of a fan favorite episode of uh, Doughboys. I, I think the, the community kind of came together in a big way when that episode mm-hmm. came out. Like, we all kind of realized that early that morning we were all listening <laughs> to that episode and we're all equally mind blown by, like, just how pristine it is as an episode. We should probably also just quickly explain why we're doing this. Because yes. Doughboys, we were already going to record anyway, thinking, oh, we'll just talk about one episode. Because I think Rob can't do it next week. So rather than just wait three weeks to have everyone together, 
do the one this week, but then they didn't have an episode because I guess Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. So we decided, well, let's just re-listen to an old one. And I think we yeah. all quickly decided the Wendy's episode was the one to go with. Yeah, I think as we, if we run into situations like this again, we'll go back and and listen to older episodes. Yeah. Or if we find we want to record more more than we are, you know, yeah. we'll go back and do do old episodes. But um, if we were just going to do one of these, Wendy's is, it seems to be the one to do. Start with for sure. Yeah. Um, so I think, are there any things that really stick out to you guys about this episode as a whole before we jump into the, the, the play-by-play? As a whole, I think Paul Russ might be my favorite of the guests ever. Yeah. I'm inclined to agree. Yeah, absolutely. His energy is a perfect match. He's a huge geeky fan of the podcast, which is mm. always great. So uh, he's good. got great chemistry with both Mitch and Weiger, and he's just hilarious. Yeah. When I first heard this episode, I was waiting in a dentist office to get a cavity filled, and I remember distinctly Paul Rust saying the lot. Would uh, Mitch says something about eating keto, and Paul Rust says it's pronounced Cheeto, Cheetos. dear boy. And I just remember <laughs> laughing hysterically by myself in this waiting room of a dentist office, feeling like the biggest fucking goober in all of Boston. But my God, that's that's a fantastic yeah, line. That was a stellar moment for sure. <laughs> what about you, Rob? Uh. I don't remember where I was, but I this is I've probably listened to this episode ten times since wow. it's come out. Uh, Amazing! I really do love it. Uh, I think we've touched on this uh, in weeks past, but I kind of like the not necessarily with chaotic episodes, but the ones where they find themselves on tangents and Wiger loses a little bit of control, <laughs> and there was yeah. just a just enough of that in this episode. Uh, to do a lot for me there. Yeah, that's a good point. I hadn't thought about it that way, but I think you're right. It does have like the perfect ratio of like staying on track, but complete off the wall, like uh, diversions. Mm-hmm. I also um, love the, like when listening back to it now, it's been so long, uh, the now historical things that are happening or being announced. Yeah. Uh, like this is the official launch of the tournament of champions. Yeah. But then we all agree is probably Doughboys at its peak. It's just <laughs> insanity. And they had no idea what they were just about to be in store for. It was, it was like babes in the woods here. <laughs> well, because at this point, the only special event they had done before was Rock Dover yeah. Right. Which is um, fairly fairly conventional in terms of the, yeah. you know things that they could do go. Yeah, it's not a huge diversion yeah. from the normal routine. It's just actually, it really, it isn't a, di- a, conve- a, a diversion from the normal routine. They no. just picked particular restaurants. Right. It's so interesting. It's this also episode featured, has one of my, what? It's also featured the, I think, guessing last burger brigade drop from Weiger. Yeah. <laughs> so I forgot he did drops at first. So it's like, oh, too. oh, he does that. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, w- me and Brendan and Rob, were you involved in this? We made a drop. I don't think you were, Rob. Yeah, no, I think it was, it was Evan, wasn't it? You were. Oh. Evan was there, too. But Rob was there, too, I think. Yeah. Um, we made a drop. I should put that on this episode, because I don't think Mitch is ever going to play. Yeah, you should. It's okay. too good to we... never use. <laughs> we made a drop, um, and and Brendan and Evan and Rob sent me like some of the clips and ideas and, and timestamps for it, and I kind of stitched it together and found a, a backing track. Uh, of a drop, a Doughboys drop. So I'll put that at the end of this episode after the... Um, Sweet. Uh, after, you know, after we say goodbye. Mm. Um, 
Yeah, I, I think the Mitch drop, to, to divert from the Wendy's thing a little bit, I think the Mitch drop has kind of reached its peak and now kind of is, is just a thing. Um, I, I'm not saying it should end, but but some, I think it needs a shake-up. I'm with Weiger that it, it, they're too long. Like, yeah. they go for like more than 30 seconds. It gets, bo- especially since they're not, I don't want to say not good most of the time, but most of them don't have any sort of like theme or any sort of connection. There's nothing issue. new. Yeah, it's just, just, just a bunch random of clips. randomness. And it gets really boring after 30 seconds. Yeah. I don't want to suggest that he should do some work in his podcast, but it might behoove him to listen to them. Oh, for God's yeah, sake, yeah. Really I mean, good. how long could that take? It would also be really yeah. nice if he would mark the ones that he's used in the past <laughs> so he would multiple times. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, like, I'll tell you this. When the drop started getting longer and longer, I liked it as sort of an escalation. Yeah. Um, and I think the peak of it was the Seinfeld theme. Yeah. The entire Seinfeld theme, which is itself a minute and a half long. <laughs> and I think it's been downhill ever since. And that was three minutes into us, like a five or six minute drop. <laughs> and I thought that was a great, totally absurd, off the wall thing. And honestly, I think it should have been retired soon after that. Um, so I don't know. You're not wrong. It might come back, but... Um, but the drop from Mitch in this episode, in this Wendy's episode, I think was perfect. Yeah, I agree. I like yeah. it. It was almost like the prototypical, like, platonic version of a Mitch drop. <laughs> you know? It had rhythm, you know, it wasn't like a huge referential thing, but it was just sort of like, yeah, it's a drop. Yeah, exactly. I'm glad it was there. Mm-hmm. It fit nicely. Yeah. It was a simpler time then. <laughs> Oh, speaking it of really a simpler time then, I think there was at least two references to election slash President Trump, which <laughs> upon <laughs> reflection now are just like, oh, this is painful. Like Mitch yeah. says, like when they're giving out the hashtag at the end and Rusty comes up with POTUS, it was like, well, yeah, yeah it worth it because uh, we're trying to prevent, if we're smart, we will prevent a terrible mistake from also being happy. Being happy. Yeah. Like, oh, no. Oh. I, I like Rust in his in his incredulous voice. President Trump, yeah, oh. in this episode when he's doing like a flash forward or something. It's just so sad. Oh. Man, this election has ruined a lot of things, like posthumously for me. Yes. I know so many like comedy moments. I I still haven't been able to watch Samantha Bee since the election. I just can't. I, can't. I didn't either. I love the show, but I can't bring myself to watch something so political. I'm going to get back to it eventually, but oh, it's hard. No, it's going to take a while. I was behind on a lot of podcasts when the election happened. Oh, me too. I had dropped everything to re-listen to the Adventure Zone end to end. And when that ended, I started picking my old shows up back in in chronological order, and I found I need to skip some of the immediate post-election episodes because it was just such a specific mindset and moment, and everybody was so upset and trying to be hopeful and kind of just going through the process that I've already gotten through mm-hmm. with it, and I just can't listen to it. See, I had, to, I, I had like, crazy flu that week, so I didn't listen to pretty much anything for about an entire oh, week. Yeah. And I was getting a lot of 
episodes that were coming out like the Monday and Tuesday of election week. And it was just all these people being like, this is going to go really well. Like everything is going to be okay. Right. This is going to be fine. And like, that is what I couldn't listen to. I was fine with people trying to grapple with like the reality of the situation, but hearing everyone just be like so confident that everything was going to be okay. was just like heartbreaking to me. Oh, unlistenable. Yeah. <laughs> like Weiger in in uh whatever that whichever dope was that was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like President Hillary Clinton, like come on, bro. Oh. <laughs> Hubris, my Yeah. Man. Uh speaking of sad but it's still sweet. Uh Mitch gives a hair, uh, shout out to Harris in this episode. Oh yeah. Yeah, which I thought was amazing. Yeah. It was sweet. Um Yeah, it was it was very sweet and they were all friends with him and it's been long enough that that it wasn't it, it it's it wasn't too depressing, yeah. you know. It was just more of a, hey, our our friend who died, who was really funny and really great, and who used to do this funny thing or that funny thing. Yeah. I, I did love that he used it as a way to burn Weiger with the <laughs> ranking of favorite comedians. I'm like Weiger, you're like six hundredth. <laughs> Rusty calls him out on it's like using your dead friend's memory to burn Weiger. <laughs> yeah. No kidding. I also love that. Um, uh, Harris puts himself in his own top five. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so funny and tr- true, also. Oh, uh, like if there's anybody Harris should have put in his top five, it's himself and and Paul Rust, mm-hmm. which it sounds like he did. Yep. So, um, I think that's hilarious. I will say in this episode too, from the beginning, Weiger gets so angry, <laughs> which is so good. Uh, like. Like he can't get he can't get to like before he introduces Paul he's angry and he keeps getting angry um, and this leads to one of my favorite jokes ever and I'm a sucker for this particular like construction um, and Weiger's like really mad and Mitch goes oh, I think he's gonna blow his top and Rust goes yeah I think he's gonna blow his top <laughs> <laughs> and I love that that four second pause. For whatever reason, uh, it, it cracks me up. And why? And Rust has a couple of moments in this episode where, like, he really stretches the timing mm-hmm. on something, mm-hmm. and yeah. it just kills me. Um. I, and and I, I I like see it in other things in the world now. Like I have never listened to Hamilton, mm-hmm. um, but I'm aware that there's a song goes uh, that goes, "I'm not throwing away my shot." <laughs> And I just hear it in that, like, Paul Rust cadence. Now, I'm not throwing away my shot every time that I sort of, like, see it. Especially in text. Because there's nothing to, to dictate the timing for me in text. Um, so I just... Uh, Paul Rust has just infiltrated my mind with that, basically. Um, Paul Rust says he listens to Doughboys every Thursday uh, morning when uh, it comes out for, on his drive to work. When do you guys usually listen to Doughboys? Thursday morning. Too. Yep. Yeah. As I'm going to work. Nice. Unless yeah. I'm in the middle of an episode of something else and it's like almost done, that pretty much I'm going to start with Doughboys, assuming it's out right away for sure. Yeah. yeah. If it drops on time in the morning, it's the first thing I start with on Thursday. If it is late, yeah. I usually wait till I get home. I've been on a like a hands off uh, kick with my podcast right now. I use Overcast and I have like an auto building playlist, mm-hmm. um, and Doughboys is pretty high up there on the playlist ordering for me. So that means I usually listen to it first thing, but I don't usually skip through another episode. So if I've got like an hour left on a comedy bang bang, I'll sit through that before Doughboys starts. Yeah, I don't like to um, switch in between. 
And then the other thing is every other Thursday, the Adventure Zone comes out, which is like a story-based podcast. And so when that comes out, I have to listen to it first thing because I need to know what happens next in the story. Um, and then the other wrinkle for me recently is that because we're doing this show, I try to take some notes when I'm listening to mm-hmm. Doughboys. So I try to do it sometime when I have like my hands free to... Uh, so you know, if I'm taking the train to work, I'll do it during the commute. But if I'm driving, I have to find another time <laughs> I was gonna say, to listen. Why aren't your hands free when you're listening to a podcast? What is <laughs> occupying your hands? <laughs> listen, I get Sick really fuck. into my shows. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i found it's funny because since we started doing this show four four or five weeks ago um my listening process has been totally different because i am keeping in mind yeah. like that i want to make sure i don't miss anything yeah I talk about um so it's been a more true listening experience <laughs> i would say it really helps you rediscover your love of the podcast <laughs> yeah i mean i do love dope boys it's it's uh it's why i'm here well, you know never let it get to be work for you aaron yeah. I am going work. to try very hard not to, yeah, Brian. Enjoy. Um, you need to be a little more Mitch. <laughs> I do need to be. I always need to be a little more Mitch. It's a good lesson for for a lot of us. Yeah, we should put that on a t-shirt. A Mitch. <laughs> <laughs> Don't suggest t-shirts because I'll make them. <laughs> a big picture of Mitch. Oh, like a, a cartoon drawing of Mitch. That'd be horrible. <laughs> oh my god, I love that. I love that. Fans, if you want us to make uh, be a little more Mitch t-shirts. Uh, hashtag a little more Mitch and tag us at Foboys Pod on Twitter. And please tag Mitch too. He won't know what the hell. Uh, please on. tag Mitch. Um, speaking of tagging, speaking of tagging yes. Mitch, I, I had to love <laughs> the uh, the reference to future Doughboy legend Van Robichaux. Uh, yeah, in yeah. He had not yet true. been a guest. Uh, poor innocent Mitch didn't know what was going to be happening in the future when Van shows up <laughs> oh on the show. God. And creates Mitch.pizza, which if you they, haven't... They wouldn't even call him friend of the show. No. Yeah. Oh, my God. He's like, you know, leapfrogged so many people with Mitch.pizza. <laughs> Much to Mitch's chagrin, I'm sure. <laughs> I, I, I wish Mitch would comment more on Mitch.pizza. He did address it very briefly. Yeah. I think he wants In to avoid episode? addressing it just to avoid people using it. Yeah, yeah, maybe that's it. Because maybe he thinks it's funny, but if he talks about it, more people will more people will use it. and will just get bombarded know about it and use it, and then it will get annoying. Yeah, <laughs> I did use Mitch. I haven't used the text feature, but I have uh, sent him an email, and I saw I got a notification of that Van delivered it. He sent me a video of him delivering it. <laughs> it's just insane that he goes to that much trouble. I fucking love Van. <laughs> so funny. Have you used it, Rob? I I've used the email a few times. I'm actually I, I have used the text. And I do love reading everything that he sends. Is anyone else oh, paying? God. Is anyone else watching the text? I haven't done it yet. I don't want to like infringe on his personal space like that. <laughs> I feel weird about it, you know. I mean, he he's only going to respond to what he wants to respond to, and you only yeah. you only see his messages. But I did notice I, I couldn't get into it for a few weeks. I think because I had Google phone service, uh, and then suddenly oh, I was in, and I think Van must have done something. Because Mitch said, I just got 200 messages at once. Uh, I'm going off the grid. Oh, wow. But I'll come back. Wow. Oh, I love that. It's Mitch. It's so perfect. (laughs) He's just so, like, pure and earnest. Like, (laughs) anybody else wouldn't be able to handle it with such, like, equanimity. Yeah, exactly. So funny. Have you used it, Brian? Uh, Not the text feature. Just the, yeah. Yeah, you said you used it. I have not yet because I I don't know what to say, and I'm 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 a real a real weirdo when it comes to talking to people that I have like you know 
affinity for from a distance, like any anyone who yeah. I listen to on a podcast. So I feel like anytime I encounter those people, I come off as even more of like a socially awkward reject than I than I normally do. <laughs> and so I, I don't quite know what I would even say in that situation. So I just uh, I just abstain. My message. I'll look it up. It's pretty simple. Yeah, I just don't want to bother him. But I've, I've maybe, we, maybe we should do it for this show. I've tried well, texting right? him three or four times, and I never had a response, but it doesn't seem like he responds to most of them. Yeah, and I wouldn't have much to say. Like, exactly. I would just be like, hi, Mitch, I love you. I think you're really good, a good person, and you're nice, and I hope the best for you. you That's know? pretty much what one of my emails was. <laughs> Which, like, yeah, maybe he would. Maybe he likes getting that stuff. Maybe it's creepy for him. But so I found my message. My message which I got sent is, "Hey, okay. hey, Mitch, so happy that Van was able to help you with this helpful email setup. I hope you're having a nice day. P.S. I feel like I need to disclose that I am also a member of the Burger Brigade." <laughs> I'm sure that went over great. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, like, Mitch. Uh, they, they, it's Weiger and Rust like, like pick on Mitch for giving notes on the Michael Cassidy theme song. Oh, that's yeah. great. <laughs> Which I think is, and then Rust does another one of his like patented like Paul Rust lines, and I'm not hearing the timpani, my boy. <laughs> like, I don't know what that. I guess I, I don't know. I, I fucking love Paul Rust, yeah. man. Yeah. Um, his joy but also, like, of course, protected. Mitch should give notes on his theme song for his podcast. You know, I thought it was apparently four pages of notes, according to Weiser. <laughs> I can't imagine Mitch going to that much effort with anything. I can't imagine. Yeah, no, that's that's absurd. Did we give notes to Jesse on our uh, on our one? I feel too awkward to like do that to people. Like, it's like you're doing oh, you something know what I did? for me. So, I did. yeah, we should have mentioned. I the listened tip to it in a. Le- what Brian? We should have mentioned the tip more. T- I can't hear the tip in it. <laughs> I know. A real deep I listened cut. to the first what? A real deep cut. <laughs> I listened to the first mix of it, uh, the original mix, in um, uh, like a loud bar. So I felt like I could say whatever I wanted because I could like blame it on like the fact that I was in a loud bar. Um, so I think I did like comment on the mixing of it or something, and he was like, "Yeah, that's probably because you're listening on a phone speaker in a loud bar." <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, it probably is." <laughs> But I love the theme song. Jesse Gilsinger, I think he's at JM Gilsinger on Twitter. I don't know. I don't know if he wants us to publicize his stuff, but he did the theme song for this and the with uh, Raven Barons. Um, and then he also did the theme song for uh, uh, Podcast Preview, my other podcast. Um, and they're absolutely amazing. Yeah. So, yeah, fantastic cool stuff job. there. Yeah. Phenomenal stuff, Jesse. Yeah. Um, Let's talk about, uh, they talk about, uh, like, weird breads at the beginning of this episode. <laughs> that's the topic you want to get into? Weird breads? No, that's I'm a good going, yeah, that's I'm a going chronologically place. here. We, we haven't I touched Wendy's at all, but let's talk about weird bread. <laughs> well, I'm following the flow of the episode. <laughs> you know? It was weird when they did it, too. <laughs> now, is this referring uh, to when uh, Mitch described Weiger as white bread and... Paul as raisin bread. Yeah, I think that was did. better. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely absurd. <laughs> uh, a, raisin bread is the peak of bread. Yeah, according to Mitch, and uh, Weiger's <laughs> arguing that like we're not going to make a grilled cheese with with, pe- uh, with raisin bread. <laughs> What's your guys' favorite bread? I like a uh, a crusty baguette, chewy, and 
the, mm. the crust outside or like that, or maybe some sort of focaccia for a sandwich. Something, yeah. Just a nice little Ooh. crunch to it. Nice, uh, nice cheese focaccia. Yeah. Gosh, that's good. You know what? I simple, maybe boring, but I just love a pretzel bread. Oh yeah, pretzel bun's good. Pretzel delicious as a bread. Good call. I love pretzels, but I think my favorite bread has to be crusty sourdough. Oh, good choice. Good choice. Um, Mm -hmm. A friend of mine's been making sourdough, and she actually gave me some of her like sourdough starter. Ooh. Uh, so I've been meaning to like, and she gave, she gave me a recipe too. So I've been meaning to actually, tr- I have to figure out where I have that picture of that recipe. Um, but to start making sourdough bread, I used to make bread. Uh, I used to make like a, a no need ciabatta all the time. Um, and that was super fun. Like fresh home, fresh home cooked, fresh bread. Like even if you do like an easy basic one like that is like so delicious and it's really satisfying to make. And it costs like 30 cents a loaf to cook. <laughs> I think, or something. I think like, we all know we're getting for so Christmas cheap. from Aaron. <laughs> Frozen sourdough breads <laughs> in coolers shipped all across the, the Northeast. Are you like supposed to make sourdough bread when people are sick or something? Isn't that like a thing? Soups and stews, yeah. Well, no, 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 no. I don't mean like for people. I mean like because of the germs for some oh. reason. Like the I recall this being a thing. So wait, it like... Something about like the germs, the increased germs. Yeah, because they all die during baking. So it's not like you're eating the germs. But some... So when you're sick, you're supposed to make sourdough so that your cold germs can make the flavor better. Yes. This sounds... No, no I don't care for this <laughs> sounds... at all. You told Disgusting. me you made bread when you were sick. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I did all during election day. I just made sourdough. Really? No, no, I, I, I was lying <laughs> flat in bed, unable to process anything that was happening. Um, oh I'm going to Google this sour, this sourdough bread illness thing. Yeah, I've never heard I'm of that. I'm almost 100% positive that this is a thing. so funny. Um, I was going to say something. I can't remember. Uh, no, everyone's just bit saying, like, why is the sourdough bread making me vomit? That's not what I want to know. <laughs> <laughs> I think your starter has turned, buddy. <laughs> Well, that's like, there's this beer that I saw somewhere that was like, uh, brewed with yeast found in the master brewer's beard. Ew. Ew. Yeah. No. That's a real thing that somebody thought was like a fun idea. Well, I mean, like there's monkey poop coffee, so yeah, why not, I guess. Uh, How about just no to both? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm no, yeah. I don't want either necessarily. Do you, like, it's I don't know. That that's weird. That's weird. Like to me, for whatever reason, like I love cheese, but I can never get over the fact that it's a mold. Like as a weird prissy little kid, when I found out that cheese was like really just basically a delicious mold, I was like, oh, this is strange. Like I, I can't, weird, I can't relate it? to this. Well, I've heard that like other countries where they don't eat dairy, like cheese is the weirdest thing. I'm sure. You know, if you think about like. The process of making cheese. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's or nasty. Or I don't want to. Th- I don't want to see how the cheese is made. I just want to eat yeah. it. I'll watch. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, okay. What about sweetbreads? What's your favorite sweetbread? Banana, pumpkin. Banana, mm-hmm. no nut. No, no nut. I don't mind which banana bread. I usually uh, don't eat sweetbread. Which is different yeah. from sweet breads. Right. Science of Lambs taught me that. Uh, I usually don't. like. I'm not a big sweet tooth person, and so probably not going to get a sweet bread. I might get like maybe a Danish if I'm getting something sweet like at a coffee shop or something. But 
Nice. I guess banana bread's pretty good. That's pretty solid. Yeah, I like banana bread uh, with walnuts. I like pumpkin bread a lot. My mom makes like a homemade pumpkin bread that's very good. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I could take or leave sweet breads like that. Um, all right, well, we're about to get into the Wendy's uh, uh, portion of the podcast here, but uh, we'll be ba- right back after a quick break when Faux Boys returns. Welcome back to Faux Boys. Uh, before we jump into Wendy's, uh, we were talking about cakes during the break here. Yeah, I mean, sure. So what we were talking about is when I was away on vacation this past week, I was home for my cousin's wedding. And my mom, who used to make and decorate cakes professionally, agreed to make the cake for her wedding. Cake and mom. my mom has not done... Yes. She's, she's my, my cake mom. And she has not done this for a, a long time. Like, she, she retired from it probably when I was in, like, middle school or something, just because I think she sort of got, like, tired of it. And... Um, so it, it's been it's been years since she's done this, and she agreed to make my cousin's wedding cake for God knows what reason. And I don't know if it's partly because, like, the ingredients are slightly different now. Like, Crisco is no longer has trans fat, which it did in the mid-90s because we didn't care then. Mm-hmm. And so the consistency of the cakes and the way the icing came out was slightly different. So she made a wedding cake and she made a sheet cake. And as she was transporting the wedding cake to, the, uh, to where the reception was, it fell apart in the back of the car. And she had to go back home, (laughs) make another wedding cake. That cake fell apart in the back of the car. Then she made for the third cake, the the bottom layer was cake, and the top two layers were styrofoam decorated with frosting. And then she made another sheet cake so that there would be enough cake. And she, I think, was awake for something like, I want to say 36 straight hours or something before the wedding because she was afraid that it wouldn't get finished. So that's, that's, that's my cake story. This is like... For this is why I listened to no podcasts over my vacation because I was helping make a cake and then I was helping for Thanksgiving and then by the time Thanksgiving was over I came back. Aww. Yeah, it was. That is a wild food story, though. Yeah, I fuck. She's never gonna make a wedding cake for me. <laughs> Maybe she just has to practice between now and then. Oh, no, my sister's shopping for rings with her boyfriend right now, and she said that she's not getting a cake. that's hilarious uh yeah i you know cakes are cakes (laughs) wedding cake is wedding cakes are very expensive they are you guys know this yeah um so yeah i uh they're not worth the money i I feel like i would prioritize a very small wedding like i feel like that's really what i want oh yeah like nice cupcakes if that if that (laughs) Yeah, or get one of those. If I get married again, I'm gonna do a very small oh, deal. My, if do I one of those married, cakes with many cupcakes. Break so many of the big traditions, it would be <laughs> barely recognizable as a wedding. I hate wedding traditions so much. <laughs> so many of them are just so grating to me. Like what? Interesting. Like like wedding pictures are a perfect example. There's always the wacky picture. Oh. <laughs> or that they everyone jump up at the air picture, or the guys all standing at the urinals with their heads turned over their shoulders, like oh. Oh, I fucking I find that wildly sexual. I hate that stuff. <laughs> hate it, hate it, hate it. <clears throat> and like cutting the wedding cake and feeding it to each other. Oh, oh that's stop. the thing. I, I hate when like. If I do that at my wedding, which I would not be opposed to doing, there's a very graceful way that you put a piece of cake, a little bit of cake on a fork, and feed it to your significant other. I hate it when people, yeah. like, shove the, like, yeah. cake in the other person's face. It's like, that hilarious. just annoys me. Ugh, please. 
No, I well, would. I think this comes this comes back to the fact that we all like really respect and love food. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, like, I was I I was brought up in a very religiously conservative uh, house, and one of the things that like the religion I grew up in teaches is to res- literally to respect food. Like, don't throw food, mm. don't throw bread mm. specifically. You know, like you kind of respect the things in the world around you, even if they can't take that respect. Mm-hmm. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. And I've still, I think I've sort of still kept that reverence with food a little bit. Um, like, uh, like the biblical story of, uh, uh, Jacob and the lentil soup. Or do you guys know this one? No. Nope. One of the, one of the depictions of how Jacob's brother, uh, is, de- is like described as like a shitty person is he walks into Jacob's tent and is like, Hey, give me some of that red stuff. And it's like half cooked lentil soup. And, uh, and then he just like downs it and it's like not even done cooking. <laughs> and like the lesson from it is like, don't be a jerk. Yeah. Don't be a dickhead. Like treat the things around you with respect, you know, know what you're, know what you're eating and make it taste good first, instead of just downing it half cooked, like a, like a, you know, somebody with no self-control. <laughs> There's a lot um, of answers in that book. This is reminding <laughs> This is reminding me of a few days ago when I made cornbread and I ate half of the batter before I, that doesn't fly in judaism (laughs) i will say like cornbread batter is pretty fucking delicious uh bread dough is really good cookie dough which we'll get more into later in our snacker whacker whack section is is very good um so you know i i mean i'm all for like the 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 educated and considered decision to eat half a cornbread worth of batter, <laughs> like I fully respect that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like it's the like oh I can't wait for this food to be fully cooked so I'm gonna eat it half cooked, which I've been there. You know? Yeah. I try not to though. I try to say, listen, if I need something to tide me over, I'll have a pretzel and then, you know, I I can wait for my whatever my my potatoes to finish baking before they. I don't know. That's the only example I can think of because I made potatoes last night and they took a long time to bake. Um, and I really wanted to just eat them, but I was like, no, I'll wait till they're done. Um, all right, let's jump into Wendy's yeah. uh, before I regale you guys with a thousand more of the most boring food stories of all time. <laughs> uh, how did you guys come to Wendy's? Have you? What, what was your? What's your sort of history with Wendy's? I feel like we've, like, my family, like, there, there's always been Wendy's by us. We've been going to Wendy's for as long as I can remember. Like, it's just been an option available to us. So, like, the, the, I, I don't have, like, a history there because it's, Wendy's has been part of my life for the past 29 years. Did it have any significance to you growing up? Like, oh, after the game we go to Wendy's or, like... That's a game. You know... <laughs> um, no, it, it was just it was just one of the, the options that was available if my parents felt okay. like fast food. I remember as a child, because I was a child, thinking that their kids' meal toys were less interesting than McDonald's or Burger King's, but now, as an adult, that's probably my secondary concern, and <laughs> I, I think that they're generally the most solid of, like, the big three fast food burger places. Like, they're the most consistent, all-around solid. You would consider them one of the three with Burger King and McDonald's? I would. Interesting. For me, we didn't really have them much going up. They're pretty sporadically available. Like, I think really only found them, like, on your way, uh, way out of town, like on the highway stops type of thing. 
Like, I don't remember yes. one being in, like, the little towns near me, like Newmarket, Aurora. And even in Toronto, when I moved here, uh, there was, like, one you could get to, but it was, like, in the, the I don't know, Aaron, you might know the, the path, which is, like, the underground section of the city. Yep. We have, like, food courts and dry cleaners and all that. You, you have to work your way to get there. Eventually, they opened one not too far away from uh, my work. So on my Wednesdays, I usually go to Wendy's because uh, it's near that comic book shop. I'll just go to both. Um, so that's usually my go-to now. But it, really, it's only like in my 20s and 30s I really started going to Wendy's with any sort of regularity. As a kid, you're up? As a kid I, I don't really remember ever going there much until I was a teenager. But I do remember it was kind of the like when my dad would go golfing and get drunk. Uh, he would always like his his go to stop coming home would be Wendy's, and he would get himself just himself Wendy's and bring it home to where you know like me and my sister would be there and just kind of be eyeballing his burger as he ate it. <laughs> and that makes you sound like a horrible person. And that wasn't my uh, But I, that is so I don't funny. I don't think they built one close to us until I was probably in middle school like 13 14 and then i remember going there a lot uh and it is i think i think i can safely say that it is my favorite drive-through fast food restaurant Mm -hmm. nice and i definitely put it up in there in the big three oh yeah for sure Mm. so i never had wendy's until i listened to this episode holy fuck wow you monster yeah what a treat ever once I know. So after hearing this, so wait, so hang on. I'm sorry. So like, but like they were like around. They were like a thing you were aware of, and you had just never gone. I was aware that Wendy's was a restaurant. Okay, Uh, were they by you? Like, were they like in your neighborhood or nearby when you were? I I can't really answer that as far as growing up because fast food places didn't really register as an option for me because we didn't eat at them. Right. Um, there was one. Uh, near me when I listened to this episode that much. <laughs> um, just uh, like a couple blocks away and uh, I did uh, soon after listening to the episode go to Wendy's and, and try it and I was really really happy with what I got um, which was which was uh, so let's yeah let's jump into like into like regular orders I actually ordered the same thing uh, I went to Wendy's this morning before uh, we recorded um, and I ordered my usual order there, which is almost always what I get, which is a Dave single, no cheese. Uh, so it's just a single burger with the regular toppings and their sauce, no cheese, um, and a small fries and a small Coke. Um, and, uh, I was really happy. I mean, I really love, um, uh, the food there. You know, I, I'll say this, my order this morning tasted flat, um, the burger and the fries both. Mm. Um, I think the error might be on my end, uh, as I am hungover. <laughs> um, so I think I might just have like a dead end senses thing going on. I also may have burned my tongue yesterday on those potatoes. Um, <laughs> Were you trying to eat them too fast? I did, man. I should have slowed down. Um, but yeah, like I, I really like their burgers and fries. I, I found, especially the first time I ate there, I was really struck by how fresh the vegetables seemed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Which they the, talk the, about the, the tomato. Episode. Yeah, yeah, they do. Uh, the tomato, especially, I'm really picky about tomato. Um, I usually don't like raw tomato. The only exception is a good medium thickness or thinner slice of tomato on a burger. Is basically the only time I'm willing to deal with a tomato. 
Um, and I actually do usually get tomato on my burgers at Wendy's, unlike almost everywhere else, because the yeah. tomatoes there are like actually really good. Um, I think they have a great proportion of pickles. I think the sauce is really tasty and not overdone. The lettuce gets a little messy sometimes because it's big leaves of romaine, yeah. oh, not romaine, Ooh, iceberg. iceberg. Um, but the, the flip side of that is because it's one or two coherent pieces of iceberg instead of shredded lettuce, it's a lot neater in the, you know, once you bite off those big phalanges of, of iceberg that are sticking out from the corners, um, you get a really well-balanced burger. Yep. And I really, really like that. Can we all agree that, like, iceberg lettuce is just bullshit? Well, it's just oh, water yeah. and chemicals. Yeah, like, it's, it's, it's crunch it's and nothing else. Like, it, like <laughs> why do people even use it? For, for I'm seriously that. asking you, Why? I think it fills out a sandwich nicely. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think it's Cheap more salad. of a texture thing than a taste thing. No. Give me that romaine. <laughs> I mean, I agree with you there completely. All right, oh, lettuce yeah. boy, settle down. <laughs> I definitely pick romaine over, uh, over Let's rank our iceberg. lettuces. <laughs> yes, let's do Mount Lettuce more. <laughs> I know two lettuces. <laughs> We've already discussed both of them. Yes. <laughs> Well, you also got your spring uh, mix. You got like arugula, which I think could count. Yeah, uh, baby that, spinach. What was that? Boston lettuce? Is that one thing? Like, is that a thing? Boston lettuce? Boston. It's like a, like a head of lettuce. It's a little bit different. Usually it comes still with like the root attached in the grocery store. I have never, I've seen, never seen that, that either. It must be some Canadian cool, yeah. thing. Why would we name it Boston? That's weird. <laughs> Why wouldn't you? Yeah, I mean, I think for me, uh, I'm a huge fan of arugula uh, when it's right. Um, arugula has enough of a flavor that I think it doesn't have a, a place in all sandwiches. Mm-hmm. Um, spinach is the same way. It works in certain instances, not all. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, I usually will go for a romaine, a spring mix, again, in the right situation. It can be a little too strong. Um, and then I'm fine with iceberg, you know, some shreds of there, shreds of iceberg or, or, you know, a big crunchy leaf of iceberg, add some crunch and, and sort of flesh out the sandwich a little bit more. Um, because the flavor of a burger can be dense enough that broadening it a little bit with an iceberg actually helps, I think, the flavor work a little bit better than if you just have, like, a dense, like, drop of condensed burger in your mouth, Great. you know? Uh, I've got information here on Boston lettuce, breaking news. <laughs> Boston lettuce, Boston and bib lettuce are the two most well-known of the butterhead family. Oh, They're that I know. I know referred bib. to as butter lettuce. Okay, yeah, I know butter lettuce. There you go. That's Boston lettuce, too. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, there you go. Now we all know another lettuce. That's good. I've, I've got three. <laughs> <laughs> if you know another lettuce, uh, hit us up on Twitter at Pod. Hashtag Let us know. Uh, another Let us lettuce. Know. No. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. I was go to hell, Hanson. <laughs> I was going to go with lettuce be free. Oh, God. Or that old uh, joke, lettuce see you pee. <laughs> I like let us know, Brendan and Rob. Yeah. Hashtag let us know at Pod on Twitter. Um, if we missed another breed of lettuce. Well, I think there's probably one or two more. Uh, probably one. Is. I will say one. I will allow one. <laughs> they did invent Mount Frymore on this episode of Wendy's, which is sort of a trope, uh, this episode of Doughboys, rather, which mm-hmm. is a trope that comes back. Mm-hmm. Oh, you the mouth. Um, what? Just lots of all the different mounts they've done since then. <laughs> uh, like the only it. thing they're really missing that it becomes really recurring is uh, doing a, a draft like they did for the Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which, I love the draft as an occasion. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. 
I don't think they need it any more than it is. No. But I do love it when they do it. Like, really just around, like, two times, like, two, three times a year at most. Yeah. Yeah. Just to fill out the spaces between Doughboy's special events, like the Dolympics, Munch Madness, yep. and uh, Rock Lobster Fest and such. Um, so, what is on your Mount Frymore? That's the real question. For me, I put Wendy's fries at the top. They're my favorite. They're thin. They're crispy. I like the little the mm. the skin on them. Uh, the salt is yeah. used good. They're my probably my favorite. I liked it more when they didn't use the skin on the fries. Like that only became a thing a couple years ago, if I recall correctly. Um, and I kind of liked those better. I I cannot remember how the fries were before they changed them. I do like the new ones, but they have to be fresh. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a big fan of Wendy's fries. Um, I really like the kind of shoestring deal they got going on. Um, oh, I hate yeah. that. that's my like my least like tiny tiny shoestring fries. They're my least favorite thing ever. No, no. Really? I will abstain from eating French fries over wow. eating shoestring fries, and that is like a huge commitment for me. But like wow. it's just I just like I feel like I'm like I have to grab like a handful of them in order to equal like two <laughs> regular French fries, and it makes me feel True. like more of a gross monster than I already usually do. <laughs> so it's just it's just it's not good for my mental health. Self care. Yeah, I don't like the thick fry, like a steak fry. I can't stand that. Oh, I'm that's fine with those. That's not a fry. That's a, a different version of potato. That's a wedge. Yeah, I, can't, <laughs> yeah. I don't like those. That's not a fry. No, get that out of here. <laughs> Flip that. Steak fries. Get that out of here. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> Steak fries? Uh, More like baked fries. Ooh. Um, mm. I do like shoestring fries. I'm, I always, usually, never, sometimes, I, I usually end up grabbing a couple of fries and a handful of whatever fry I'm eating. Mm-hmm. Um, so with a shoestring, that just ends up being three or four. And the only caveat is they do need to retain a soft potato interior. Yeah. Like, if, they're, if they are just, like, crunchy... Yeah. Um, or like crisp, but without any of that potato inside, then then there it's not you know then it's not right. Yeah. But but I I really do like a a, a, a smaller fry uh, as long as you can retain that interior as small as you can go because you maximize that browned surface yeah. area uh, and salt adhering surface it, it gets really really good. Delicious. Have you guys ever had fries on sandwiches? Um. <laughs> Brendan, would you like to answer that? You should say that. So when I was when I was in Pittsburgh, as I was this past week, yes. um, there's a there's a small chain. It's based in Pittsburgh. For some reason, they have a few locations in like of all fucking places, Florida and Ohio now. I think, um, and it's called Permani Brothers. And Permani Brothers originated in the Strip District of Pittsburgh, which was at the time like sort of like a commerce and produce thing, like way back in like the you know the earlier 1900s. And what they basically wanted was they wanted s- sort of like a self-contained meal for truck drivers. So what they did is they took like two pieces of like thickly cut Italian bread. Um, whatever your normal sandwich meats would be, cheese, lettuce, tomato, uh, a very vinegary coleslaw, and french fries, and put it all on one sandwich. And it's the fucking greatest thing you'll ever have in your entire life. Yeah, see, that sounds amazing. It's, so, it's, uh, it's, this isn't useful for anyone listening, but uh, if Aaron and I think Rob has already seen it, check the uh, Facebook thread we have going on. You have now have a picture yeah. of that sandwich. Oh, did, I'll post that in the yes. episode description. It's, 
it's it's just like it's it's heavenly like that's with uh capicola and cheese is what i love to get every time i go there and it's just the greatest fucking thing if you ever have an excuse to go to one of them like please go to one of them you, yeah if you find yourself in pittsburgh by all means figure out <laughs> what choices in your life led you to this horrible moment and save i will yourself. not take that from someone who lives in canada <laughs> I'm already hey. on Google Maps, you know, I'm going to take to get to Pittsburgh. <laughs> How far is the drive, Rob? Uh, looks like it'll be about six and a half hours. You want to meet me there? Uh, <laughs> yeah, totally. I could get to Pittsburgh. You know, Pittsburgh would be the place for us all to meet. Yeah, uh-huh. Because yeah, Pittsburgh is about five hours yeah. from me. You guys, I will be there again over Christmas. Oh, gross. Fuck, I can't do it over yeah, Christmas. I have a friend here over Christmas, but if we could, we could definitely do like a weekend in March. Or I'm not joking. I would. I mean, obviously, 100 percent do that. I'm yeah, Brian, you're coming down to Pittsburgh. Oh God, I guess I have to. <laughs> How far is the drive to Pittsburgh from Toronto? Oh, I have no idea. I don't drive. It's a quick myself, flight. So. I checked the the flight uh, time okay. at one point. It's 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 very quick. I think it's like yeah, 45 like minutes or something. Yeah, an hour. If oh, not. Not like bad. New York is an hour, so I can't mm-hmm. imagine it's much more, if not less. No, yeah, I think it's no, less. Probably not. Yeah. Um, I really like fries on a sandwich or like potato on a sandwich. Mm. Um, in Israel, uh, fries are like an option to put inside of your shawarma. You order Ooh. shawarma kind of like a, it's like a Chipotle style thing where they, you know, they ask you what toppings you want on there. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, I mean, it's been around a lot longer than Chipotle. Obviously, <laughs> <but> Israel? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so you can get fries on your shawarma, which is really, really good. Um, and then all once in a while I'll put, uh, 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 my hash brown on my like breakfast sandwich. Ooh, that's good. If it's if it's that kind of thing, yeah. Like if you go to uh, like McDonald's, it has a, a like a big triangular latke hash brown instead of a, a little disc, you know, yeah. coin hash brown like you get at Dunkin' Donuts. Um, which, by the way, I forgot to mention the hash browns when we, on our Church's Chicken episode. Mm. Um, what do you think of them? They are good, but they're weird because they're like breaded with they're like chicken fried hash browns. Are they? Yeah, they've got this breading on them. That's weird. Almost like a cornflake breading or something. Are you sure? It's really, really tasty. <laughs> it's not... It, they have some kind of, of, of uh, coating. Okay. Yeah, it's a, it's a breading. There's no other All way right, to I'll, I'll, I'll get them again. Um, I haven't had them in a long time because I had them once and I didn't really care for them, but I will I will try them again. Yeah. They're not bad. They were a little dry. I should have gotten ketchup. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they, they really almost treat more like a fry than they do like a hash brown. Most, most, of, most of the time, hash browns I've had are... Uh, they, they stand alone. Yeah. Um, they don't need ketchup. They're a little, a little moister and a little more flavorful. Dunkin' Donuts hash browns have like a, uh, uh, like a almost like an herbal like flavor to them. Mm. Um, like there's some kind of thyme or something in there, um, which I really like. And I don't think they need ketchup. But yeah, I would say Church's chicken hash browns definitely need ketchup. Um, also, incidentally, other than that, they're very good. I have checked. What? I have looked into Church's chicken, and the closest one is New Jersey. So I will regrettably not be going there which disappoints oh, me we all have to go to pittsburgh but you can't go to jersey <laughs> no why would i ever go to new jersey oh visit cake boss <laughs> yeah, that is true i would visit cake, cake boss. boss um actually cake boss has a has a store at mohegan sun a casino in connecticut so i'll probably be going there oh no um, that's amazing but but we do have popeye's chicken in boston which uh, I rob i think you had said something about like what was it you put you put churches above kfc below Popeyes? I, I put it above KFC but below Popeyes. Popeyes right, yeah. Popeyes, Popeyes is terrific. 
Yes. Now I have also never eaten at KFC or Pop. KFC, like if, if you if you find it, like go just to see. But I would say, like if you have the choice between that and Popeyes, go for Popeyes. Popeyes is is like excellent okay. fast food fried chicken, yep. awesome. and they have a fast food shrimp po' boy, which like is a thing that shouldn't exist but does, and yeah, it's pretty that's solid. Scary. That is scary. You know, we talked about shrimp burritos on our first episode. Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. Um, and I got a shrimp burrito like two days after. Uh, we talked about that um, from a food truck. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got to say, my opinion is about the same. It seems like too much shrimp Interesting. in a shrimp burrito. Because it's like 75 shrimps. Really? <laughs> like, it's like tiny shrimps, like all all curled up into See, each other. See, maybe you're getting, I don't know, like the ones I've had have used like slightly bigger shrimp, not like a prawn or something, but like not to the point that it's like a baby shrimp. But that's what I would want. I would almost want like fajita shrimp. In that's there, interesting. Like three giant fajita shrimp or something. I would try that. Um, yeah, that too. this was like this was like tinies. Yeah. I like all the shrimps. Shrimps are delicious. I'm I'm jury's out for me on shrimp. Oh, I love it. I just hate um, peeling each shrimp is terrifying to me though. Like oh, yeah, it's it's just like it. first of all, like why would you do that? Like why do you want to have an extra step in eating shrimp? <laughs> yeah, and like oh, take care of that. For yeah, you. they're like the spiders of the sea, which really weirds me out. <laughs> so like I don't like to be reminded of the fact that like these are like little creatures like scurrying around the bottom of the floor. Like something if yeah. I saw crawling around in my apartment, I would be like, what the fuck is this? Like <laughs> getting exterminated in here. First of all, so, your apartment would be underwater, which is your first problem. Oh, under the sea. <laughs> <laughs> I actually have a bag of frozen shrimp in my freezer right now. I should. I, should I do love making garlic butter point. shrimp. That's delicious. Oh, that sounds amazing. I, you know, I like I like shrimp because like my ethical conundrum with like meat is that like I worry that it can like feel pain and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm pretty sure shrimp and like bugs can't. Yeah. Uh, so like I've never felt bad about seafood. Um, you know. So even though shrimp kind of gives me the willies more than like uh, beef does, because um, it's like a, I'm eating like all of something, mm-hmm. you know, which which weirds me out. But um, yeah, I I think I kind of want to make myself more comfortable with shrimp, uh, and I've had shrimp a ton of times. You know, it's not like I'm totally new to it, but it's still not fully like ingrained into yeah. my, um, uh, you know, into the things I eat yeah. regularly. Lobster um, has that effect on me still. As much as I love lobster. I yeah. hate the, like, I really don't like the idea of, like, throwing it in a boiling pot and then, like, pulling it out, cracking its shell open and feasting on its gooey innards. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I would rather just have, like, a lobster roll or something. Mm. Like, the, <laughs> the, the, the first time... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The first time I ever had, like, I, I, an ex of mine, we went, like, <laughs> we went out on the ocean and, like, got some lobsters from traps, came back and boiled them. And he had to, like, crack it open for me because I was just sitting there staring at this thing on my plate, being like, I can't yeah. touch this thing. Like, you have to do this because I do not feel comfortable, like, hacking open the shell. Someone took me to have snow crabs in Miami. Um, and it's the same deal where it's served to you oh. as, like, a, a unit mm-hmm. with its legs attached still and stuff. And, yeah, I don't know. I'm not a big lobster guy, but crab... I, I really like crab, and uh, yeah, I, I really and it was cold. It was bizarre. Yeah, yeah I, just, I would much rather have like a crab cake. Yeah, like like mostly just. Is it safe cake. to say that like I feel like I just never I, I don't want to be reminded of the fact that this was like a living thing. Like I know that it was, but I don't want to see like legs yeah. and shit attached to that it. Could... Well, and that's part of the reason I've like gone back and forth on vegetarianism. Yeah. And in fact, I think like the only reason I'm not doing a vegetarian 
or a partial vegetarian thing the now. Podcast? The podcast thing. <laughs> well, the podcast is a big is a big reason, but the real reason is money. It's very expensive yeah. to be a pure vegetarian because uh, there's certain like eighty percent of the time it's cheaper and easier to be a vegetarian, and that other twenty percent of like cost to like find convenient and like tasty and affordable vegetarian options for lunch like totally blows that out of mm-hmm. the water. So, I think in a few months maybe when I've got some uh, some more monetary stability maybe i'll I'll go back to trying the old vegetarianism thing for that exact guilt reason because i feel like if i can't face where it came from like maybe i shouldn't be doing it anyway but anyway that's our vegetarian guilt trip segment of the podcast about hamburgers (laughs) working on the theme song still (laughs) please bear with us right um they got into a really interesting topic here um and and i want to close out our wendy's conversation here soon because i think we've said a lot of what there is to say about wendy's um they they briefly touched on the branding of the Dave single mm-hmm. and the hot and juicy and whatever <laughs> that's right. and that's just sort of whatever yeah. you know I've always seen it advertised as a Dave single um, since I've started going to see away. it was always a single for me growing up the fact that it's called a Dave single now is sort of weird to me it's a little weird right? yeah that they've reintroduced Dave into the mythology yeah I want to say the hot and juicy part is a oh that's upsetting but I'm not yeah I hate really that sure. yeah I, I think you're right interesting I haven't seen. I mean, I, I've, I'll say this too. I've been to Wendy's a handful of times, maybe 10 max, because mm-hmm. um, I've only started going, uh, whatever this was, 39 weeks ago when this episode came out. Um, and I've been, you know, going every six weeks, like clockwork, of course. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think, I think I've seen it advertised as a Dave single every time I went. Um, and that's pretty much what I've ordered every time, except for maybe one when I got a spicy chicken yeah, sandwich. That's my chicken. standby too. Which I enjoy. Um, I'm too much of a sucker for burgers yeah. to uh, get it too much. Oh, I did enjoy it. And, and I got it today. When I went for my lunch today, I went only. I left the house only to go to Wendy's. It's very sad. Yeah, no, nice. Yep. <laughs> I got. I was gonna get. They have this new thing. It's like a spicy chicken sriracha sandwich. I think it's new this week. I didn't gotcha. get that. Oh, so I wanted to get my my. I wanted to do what Rusty did and get what I normally get. And so it's the yeah. uh, it's the number four bacon cheeseburger combo. Mm. Their, it's their, and if they mention it, it's their excellent bacon cheeseburger with all the normal burger toppings. Um, I don't like the Baconator because it doesn't have the lettuce and tomato and all that. Yes. I like on the burger. The you had said this last week, and I remember agreeing with you because Rob was saying that he liked the Baconator, and the Baconator makes me feel like a terrible person. Yeah. It's too <laughs> See, much I, meat. I, sorry, I know I'm alone on this, and it also <laughs> makes me feel like a terrible person. <laughs> I just really want just meat and cheese. And as much More as power to you. It, it's, yeah. I think, like, I feel like, honestly, like, the first, I had a Baconator once sort of by accident because I didn't know what it was. Yeah, And too. I think I might have uh, messaged you, Brian, actually, after eating it and said something about, like, how I just hated myself so yeah. much because I just <laughs> ate that Baconator. Yeah, same. <laughs> I feel, I felt gross after I had mine the first time. And I can't remember thinking, this is it? Yeah. Is all I'm eating in this? Like, there's nothing else to this? Like, I need something feel like, else. It feels like it's wrong. Like, they're missing yeah. something. Exactly. Interesting. I've never been a big fan of yeah. Burger King until they added the... Stackers, which was just oh, God. <laughs> Boy, do no. I like a triple stacker. <laughs> oh, I also got a Frosty, which I normally don't get, but I thought I should get one since it's a special Wendy's trip, and I got that for the walk home. It was delightful. The Frosties nice. are solid. Yep. I also, as much as it pains me to say it, agree with Brian that I will always try Wendy's, like, whatever their new sandwich yeah. is, pretty much. Oh, I'll be getting that spicy chicken sriracha deal on probably Wednesday when I come back. Yeah, I probably will this week now, too. <laughs> yeah, I'm curious what that one's like. You'll have to... What you should do, Brian, is tweet about it, and sure. then 
A live, you can a live tweet the whole experience. Oh yeah, live, live, got, uh, live stream that it's video. Got like a, a, a spicy sriracha sauce. It's got like sriracha cheese and like a sriracha infused bun, which I'm really Ooh, curious about. That's weird. Ooh, that might be too much. Do we eat lunch at the same time, Brian? <laughs> oh my god. Do we both go? Like I go we at one could. o'clock. One o'clock is my lunch time. We could. We could. Can do you guys that. please coordinate this? And by the way, if you do. I will try to see if I can find a Wendy's. I don't know if there's a Wendy's near my office, but I will I will coordinate this with you guys. I mean, I went yesterday, but I guess I could do this too. <laughs> but you'd probably get a Baconator. <laughs> I actually did. Uh, I, I did go yesterday, and I did not see that spicy sriracha chicken. I wonder if it's... Well, didn't Canada get... Like, you guys got that uh, that other spicy thing that before we did. thing, I think, yeah. right before you guys. But not too much ahead, I don't yeah. think. Yeah, we, so we say, might. We didn't have that one, but we did have the bacon sriracha fries, which I did upgrade my fries to with my yeah. spicy chicken combo. I did oh. that today. We had those bacon Ooh. sriracha fries along with the chicken, but I just got the fries. I, I think that that's like too like I did the ghost pepper fries and that was like too much like you have really to eat them with spicy. a fork yeah they were really spicy and I love spicy so like if I think it's really spicy yeah. it must be bad for a fast food train mm. I was shocked how spicy those things. yeah like you'd think it would be like unpalatable for yeah. bland middle America exactly but, <laughs> but there's a lot I mean I think there's a lot of people who really love and if you call it ghost pepper yeah everyone knows that's you gotta like know what the spiciest yeah. pepper that's true that's true and by the way, pepper experts who are going to tweet at me and tell me that that's not the spiciest pepper, I don't want to. Do not that. at me. Yeah, don't <laughs> at it, me. Is it still? Is it the Scotch bonnet? Is that the spiciest one, or is there something spicier than that? I don't know. I have no idea. Scotch bonnet, which I've seen people eat live in front of me, and it's a horrifying experience. Ugh. I, I, uh, yeah, that scares me. That's another thick food thing for me, where I'm like, don't like, don't like hurt yourself with it, you know. <laughs> Just, like, enjoy yourself. Oh, it's fun like, to watch. Competitive but... eating stuff always, like, weirds me out a little bit, you know. <laughs> yeah. We oh, can't can do we, that. that shrimp off. Can we talk about... Not Rus- to say I won't about tune Rusty's, in for the uh, 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 Frosties and French fries song he made up? Yeah. <laughs> 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 I have to say it was adorable, but I uh, don't know what he's doing with that. <laughs> he said it's like he used to sing for his friends in, like, college. So it's just, I'm sure yeah. he's riffing back then. Yeah, but I love that you still remembered it. <laughs> I think when that episode it really came out, I had that stuck in my head for like two weeks, <laughs> humming it, and then just because it was always in my head, I was then going to Wendy's and doing that regularly. <laughs> I mean, that just speaks to like Paul Rust's like brain invading, like weird comedy. Yeah. Humor, you know? I also like God, to reveal that apparently Beyonce is married to Jay Leno in this episode. That <laughs> <laughs> made me laugh so hard. <laughs> and I just love like like Paul Rust's uh, like incredulous like delight yes. at 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 Mitch like introducing that con- concept. He just does like the Jay Leno voice, and Paul Rust goes, <laughs> you know, like, like giggles his brains out. Oh. Um, at one point during this episode, uh, Paul Rust. And Nick Weiger are giggling, and I wanted to like find out how long the giggling went for and like time yeah. it. Um, so I hit the 15 seconds back button on my phone, and it went back to still giggling. Oh god! Like there is a segment of this episode where they giggle for like 20 seconds straight. Oh, adorable. Um, I don't remember what the what the impetus for the joke was either. I remember a lot um, of giggling. I could not tell you specifically. Yeah. God. 
So fun. So, so joyful. If I had all the time in the world, I would go through and do a super cut of like giggle moments from podcasts every week. Like, I think that would just be so nice to listen to, you know? Um, that's one of the things I love about podcasts is that, and even when I first started listening to podcasts, it was like Kevin Smith in 2009. And it was like him and Scott Moser just like wheezing and laughing to each other about like whatever riff they had come up with. And it's just so like, it just chews you up. Oh, yeah, you know? for sure. Yeah. yeah. How, how picky are you guys about sandwich construction? Ooh. Interesting. Uh, and like a burger, like a burger that falls apart, how much does that ruin your day? It doesn't ruin my or, day. Or, how much, or does it doesn't um, matter to you at I all? I can get why you'd be upset if you have to eat something with a fork, like a burrito or something like that. Mm. I think it's like for yeah. me, it's like a personal challenge when something starts to fall apart, like a burger. It's how I can <laughs> oh. definitely eat it while still keeping it somewhat contained. Yeah, a lot yeah. with burritos from Chipotle. That happens yeah. a lot. We're like, oh, this is falling apart. All right, I bite here, and then a little bite here, and then I got it. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I turn it into like a challenge. Like, I can still do this. Come on. Maybe it's because I like bread so much, um, and I value like balance in ingredients so much, but I am all about, like, I really want my sandwiches to stay together. Um, I hear that. If the sauce is dissolving through the bread and the sandwich is, is, is breaking halfway through it, you know, that kind of, it's kind of a bummer. Did you ever read Calvin and Hobbes as a kid? Merging together. Was that Rob? Those are just the flavors all merging together. Yeah, Yeah, true. But also, like, it's all over my hands. Yeah. Fair. And, like, maybe it's a little more Russian dressing than I wanted on my burger if it's if it's dissolving the bun. Aaron, did you ever read Calvin and Hobbes? Yeah, I did. There's that one where he's asking his mom to make his sandwich uh, in a certain way, like, keep the peanut butter with the oh, jelly yes. in a separate container with a knife so we can put it yes. on at the last minute, cut the crust up this way. And they have really all these very detailed instructions so, like, the jelly doesn't soak through the bread and ruin the sandwich and blah, blah, blah. And he, of course, he opens up and she's already pre-made it in the way he doesn't want with crust and all that. And he's furious <laughs> with her, of course. But, yeah, that sounds like you. I love that. <laughs> and, you know, my one of my real mentors or uh, uh, what am I trying to say? Something I model my method to cooking uh, after is um, uh, book three of the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy Ooh. series. Nice. Um, Arthur Dent is marooned on an alien planet and finds himself a sandwich artisan. <laughs> and he and it's just lovingly described, like a four-page description uh, in like Douglas Adams' like hilarious brain-twisting words, like how Arthur Dent like perfectly crafts this sandwich. Just the, it just totally captures that like feeling of, of just like calmly, perfectly constructing, thoughtfully, mindfully building the perfect food. Mm. And especially when I'm making sandwiches, when I cook in general, I try to be precise, but especially when I'm cooking sandwich, making sandwiches, the balance and arrangement of everything is so important. And it's so rewarding to like make a perfect sandwich yeah. and bite into it. And just the balance is just perfect. It's, uh, I had this happen to me last week. I, I totally ad libbed a, uh, an, a roasted eggplant sandwich. Um, and it just sort of, I was like, I kind of want an eggplant sandwich. I bet that would be good. And then I got an eggplant, and I sort of made the sandwich. And it took about 45 minutes, you know, because I had to roast the eggplant. And kind of meanwhile, I'm, I'm figuring everything out, and I've got like a lemon wedge and, and spinach. And the, the, the eggplant was kind of moist, as it always is. And so I separated it out with layers of spinach leaves uh, so that it wouldn't all kind of mush together and collapse. And it was, And I bit into it, and I was like, this is 
pristine. <laughs> like it was the most rewarding experience. Like I, I just I was so happy that I had done it. You know, it made me feel very good. So for me, obviously, sandwich construction is very important. Understandable. Yeah. Um, I won't eat at Tim Hortons anymore because they fucking can't handle how to make a freaking sandwich. Oh, no, don't get food there. I other than Timbits. I used to get their breakfast sandwiches. I don't think I ever. And Tim Hortons breakfast sandwiches, when you get them on a biscuit, as I do because mm-hmm. I love biscuits. Tim Hortons breakfast sandwiches are on a hexagonal biscuit uh, with two parallel sides longer than the other pairs of sides. And without fail, more than half of the sandwiches I bought from Tim Hortons. Sometimes I would buy two in a day if, you know, if I was really hungry at breakfast. I was working as a busy, busy guy. I was like, I got to get food where I got to get food. And they would put the fucking top on sideways. <laughs> I feel like my bigger question, and sorry, is, is just why would you bother making like two sides longer in the first place? Right? Like why, why would you just needlessly complicate that? Yeah. Buy any of it. You're strange. I actually started going to the supermarket and buying oatmeal to make like in my office microwave instead because I could not deal with like the <laughs> anger. And I was still going to Tim Hortons to buy coffee. But I it made me so irrationally upset that they couldn't do these fucking sandwiches right <laughs> that I started going to Tim Hortons. So, you know, I care. Uh, so I think that's uh, – do you guys have anything else you want to cover on Wendy's? I think that's about all I had notes uh, From the episode overall, I liked Weiger playing the hot drink song from the Wendy's training video. <laughs> yes. And Mitch's joke that he danced to that w- at his wedding with Natalie. He's <laughs> <laughs> got a great uh, reaction really from funny. Rusty and Neil and uh, Weiger. And I also loved Rusty talking about when he listened to uh, Neil Campbell's episode of uh, Doughboys when he reviewed Pizza Hut. And when he gave it yeah. one star, he said, I was driving and my jaw literally dropped. <laughs> I remember that Neil Campbell episode. Yeah. I was sitting in my living room, and uh, I had the same experience. I, I think I audibly said, "What the fuck!" Yes. Like, it was mind. Yeah, it was a stunning moment. I just remember that too. It's like after the rusty episode, the Neil Campbell pizza might be my other favorite one oh. outside yeah, of the tournament I champions. I love the Neil Campbell episode. Yeah. Great up. Uh, let's see. Do we rate the restaurants? We haven't Ooh, rated the restaurants. Interesting. I think so. In the past. Should we be? I, mean, I feel like if we haven't yet, why start now? <laughs> yeah. All right. Why deviate from success? <laughs> well, that's it for our Wendy's conversation. <laughs> well, we gotta, uh, well, we're obviously going to talk about Snacker Whacker Whack, but also they had a, a of topic course. of conversation that about from the feedback, which was food you yeah. like only when it's done really real well or something you like yeah and no matter how it's done you can get a crappy version you can have a really good version uh, i could think this of one for really... crappy or good but i had one that i thought of when uh, a food that i like when it's done really really well and i only indulge when it's a, a good quality version of it do you guys have anything that you can think of on top of your head for that um for something that's only good when it's really yeah really like good. you only indulge yourself like you don't want it like they're talking about steak you want to get a steak at a good steak restaurant you don't want yeah. to get a diner steak i have a very specific one of this um which is that i don't generally like coconut or like coconut desserts mm-hmm. um but i got a coconut cake at scaramouche in toronto oh yeah uh that was maybe my favorite dessert i've ever eaten it was so good um, so I think there's certain things like that where it's not to my taste enough 
that I'll eat it most of the time, but at a really good place, I'll know it'll be just right. Uh, and, and so I'll get it. So that's, that's, that's kind of, um, maybe more specific than the question was intended. Yeah, that, that makes sense. But, yeah. I don't really have- I'll say I, go ahead, Robert. I was just going to say, uh, I don't really have any food. I'm trying to think of something. Yeah. I don't have any food where I will only eat it if it is at its best. Uh, I've always kind of been a person where it's like, yeah, I would love that like super high quality, uh, you know, steak, or I'll go get like a two dollar burger, and <laughs> yeah. I'm kind of okay either way. Um, yeah, but I do. I will say, uh, I, like I separate it from real Mexican food, but I I probably get a craving for Taco Bell as much as I get a craving for real Mexican, and nice. And I do not in any way equate the two. Equate the two, yeah. That's the like, way to I'm, do it. I'm okay with the dollar burrito at Taco Bell. I separate it from the quality shrimp burrito elsewhere. Yeah. <laughs> I agree with you 100%. For, for me, it's a very Canadian. I was thinking like steak's true. Pizza, I can go like cheap or good. I usually tend to prefer really good, but I mean, it's hard to go that wrong with pizza. Yeah. But for me, yeah. and if I'm going to, like Weiger said, if I'm going to indulge, I want to indulge in what's really good. And this is so Canadian, it's poutine. If I'm going to have poutine, I'm not oh, going to get yeah. it from a fast food place, which you can get anywhere here. I'm going to get a really good one with really good, I'm not going to get just plain cheese curds and gravy. I'm going to get some really good add-ons, like some uh, pulled pork or steak. Oh, or yeah. uh, You're making me very uh, hungry right now. When it's good, it's so good. But it's so bad for you that if you're going to have it, you have to have a really good... You're not going to get a, a crappy, cheap version of it. Yeah. I had some really good poutine at Amsterdam uh, Brewery in, in the harbor, like we were talking about on Twitter, yeah. Brian. Um, I had a lot of cheap, crappy poutine while I was there, too. And I didn't try a lot of poutine with add-ons, which I think I maybe missed my missed an opportunity. Um, I'll say I prefer cheap pizza. Oh, yeah. Um. And some of it's bad. For example, I'm not a big fan of pizza pizza in, mm-hmm. in uh, Canada. Um, but, like, there's a place around the corner for me that I can get, like, a $3 slice. Uh, and it's a big slice. Um, and I prefer that any day over, you know, uh, uh, $15 8-inch personal yep. pizza from a gourmet Yeah. Restaurant. Okay. You know. I don't know what it is about, about fancy restaurants is they can't make good pizza. Um. So yeah, pizza is something I'll actively prefer to go for cheaply. Sushi for me, there's a there's a tier beneath which I won't eat it. What is that tier? Um, Jiro. Uh, <laughs> 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 the tier for me is if it's not. A, uh, I mean, if it's gross, you know. Okay. I don't know. I'll even eat pre-made like. No, I'm fine with that. Sushi. Like, I know it's not as good. I just won't eat. But, like, I won't eat cafeteria. I've never had that before. I've had groceries for sushi. Yeah, and I've gotten from the. Ca- yeah. I've had it from my school's cafeteria. Like they'll have this like Philadelphia roll. It's like su- uh, salmon with cream cheese. Yeah. and dill. It's pretty good. I'll enjoy. Fucking love a Philadelphia $8. roll. Yeah, you know, it's good. It's good. But, yeah, I, I prefer the nicer but, one for sure. I usually go mid-tier with sushi. Uh, I haven't been to a really fancy sushi place, you know? Um, but I've been to places ranging through the mid-tier of quality, and it's all pretty good. It's hard to go wrong with sushi. Other than when it poisons um, you. <laughs> yeah, well, <food> sure. 
<laughs> There's that. Uh, with sushi, do you guys go um, uh, like intense, like dinosaur explosion roll, <laughs> or are you more about like the clean, like mm. you know, like uh, Jiro sushi? I probably lean more towards clean, but I like yeah. like I've seen a lot. You get a lot with like you know from roe added on top mm. and. Uh, tempura mm-hmm. this sticking out and fry that sticking out and all these crazy add-ons and a drizzle of something like that for me yeah i mean that's more gilding the lily than i need a, a simple roll with not too much mm-hmm. phosphor moss uh is where i probably would tend to prefer i think every now and then something like that is fun but it's not something i go for consistently yeah if i'm getting sushi i'm pretty much just shooting for eel unagi whether it's just mm-hmm. that nice clean roll or a hand roll but i i don't get into the crazy ones with all the, the excess on them. And I'm not really a big fan of yeah. when they throw, like, the tempura. I don't like adding a crunch to sushi. Oh, I love oh, crunch. interesting. You know, I used to be more into the big uh, overwrought rolls. Um, but when I was uh, traveling for work, I had to eat at restaurants every meal. And uh, I needed to start stripping down some of the... Uh, just absurdity <laughs> yeah. from it and i would try to go out for sushi and get like an intense looking like tasty looking roll and i like wouldn't be able to eat it because it was too much um so i've kind of come around on sushi as like a clean almost like a salad yeah. the way it feels to eat it you know it's very it's it's all about the composition and how well everything kind of works together and it's very clean and it's very tasty um and I, nowadays i'll sort of get one like bigger crazier roll or like more intense roll i guess um but I always have to go for like salmon nigiri, um, and then like another, usually like a smaller, cleaner uh, roll with with not too much yep. in it. So that's me with sushi. Um, yeah, I'm glad we addressed that feedback question because that's that was a really good, really good. Yeah, question. that was a fun time. Yet another reason why this episode is perfect. Yeah. Um, all right, it's time for a regular segment, snack or whack or whack, where we decide if the regular segment on Doughboys was good, like snack or whack, or if it was whack. Um, today's regular segment was snack or whack. Uh, about uh, the cookie dough cafe, edible cookie dough. I can't. What did you guys think of this? We don't have that. See, uh, we no, do, we and I keep it. meaning to buy it, and I keep forgetting. Uh, Just send me some. <laughs> All right, All right, baby. <laughs> <laughs> He's literally my sugar daddy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, finally. That's what I've always dreamed. It, um, I mean, it, it looks not bad is how i would describe it from yeah. what i've seen of it uh, I, I, they literally have it like at the convenience store by my like at northeastern where i work so like i have no excuse to oh not buy it it's it's <laughs> it's just it feels i don't know i i, I don't want to be known as that guy who bought a tiny container of cookie dough and ate it at his desk <laughs> I am, i'm that See, guy go, for so many other things already See, i'll go fully the other way on that uh, i've never tried it um but I don't care what guy I am. I would just as soon. I would just as soon buy like a roll of Pillsbury actual cookie dough and just eat it in the ass. store. <laughs> yeah, eat, eat it standing at the fridge at the store. But I, I mean, I'm intrigued because it's it's a snack meant to be eaten as is. But I've never given it a try. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. I've had I've had something similar to this. Um, I remember my parents did like an ice cream thing where they got ice cream and a bunch of mix-ins to, you know, just like a fun ice cream thing, you know? Uh, 
and one of the things they had was cookie dough like this that's designed to be eaten yeah. raw. And the problem that I found with it was you have to keep it in the freezer. Or maybe they just chose to keep it in the freezer. Um, and uh, it was too hard to Next separate. Yeah, like you couldn't... All you could get were like big chunks. Have you ever tried to make a cookie using like ice cream cookie dough? I've seen pictures of people doing it. Yeah. I think I've seen... Yeah, either I've seen like a a friend's young sibling try it or I've seen pictures of it on Well, don't. My sister tried it. Um. (laughs) (laughs) How did it go, Rob? Don't. Just don't. Yeah. Not great. There's no reason to. You're not making it better. Yeah. No, exactly. Now, I've never been a big cookie dough person. Like, I've never was, like, the kid who ate the raw cookie dough when my mom was making cookies or anything like that. It's never, mm. like, I'm not a sweet tooth person, so it was never a, a go-to thing for me. And if I'm getting ice cream, it's probably not cookie dough ice cream, to be honest. This is why it never worked out between us. I do us. like cookie dough as a mixer. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, it should have. I like it. I'm leaving you all the time. <laughs> so what's the complaint about? That's very sweet of you. <laughs> I like it as as a mix-in. I'm not a big mix-in guy uh, in general, but I do like it as a mix-in. I like the flavor of cookie dough. It's got like a weird richness to it that you don't get in yeah. a finished cookie. Yeah. Um, I mean, finished cookies, I think, have their own level of richness that's really... I mean, I think cookies are better than cookie dough. Um, but there is some character to cookie dough that you don't get in a cookie. Um, and I do enjoy it. Um, I don't want chocolate chips really? in my cookie dough. Interesting. Yeah. Um, I don't want chocolate chips in my cookies. True, oh, to be huh. controversial statement. Um, I think there's a ratio you, you know, have to I, hit, but like, like I don't want too many, but but I don't not want. Yeah, them. I misheard I ratio for racial and was very confused. <laughs> I think you have to hit Rachel. Um, but curious. <laughs> Once again, this is not the podcast that's uh, uh, authorized to talk about. Rachel. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> I think for me, the reason why I like cookie dough is because whenever I would eat cookies, I prefer them to be, like, just barely baked in the first place. Mm-hmm. Like, if they're oh, too crunchy, yeah. like, that's terrible. Like, that's the worst thing you can possibly fucking do to a cookie. So if they're not, like, <laughs> gooey, I don't want to eat them. Yeah. So that's probably why I'm good with cookie dough. That makes sense. If you can get a cookie that's golden brown and uh, soft on the inside, you have achieved Yeah, good for you. Yeah, I agree. So good. There's a bakery near um, a couple of comedy bars up here literally comedy bar, uh, that does, uh, they're like famous for their ice cream sandwiches, have really nice big cookies, really cool flavors of ice cream, mm-hmm. things like, you know, vanilla lavender or uh, birthday cake, and yeah. uh, it's really cool flavor. And, um, and their cookies they use for it are really good. They've got that little bit of give and chew to them, but a little bit of crunch too. It's perfect. And you got nice, they cut in half That's for you. It's delicious. Do you guys ever have the Southwest Airlines cookies? Yes. I don't get the bit on Southwest. Ones that are like, uh, Graham crackers or the? Uh, no, I think they used to Rob's hand out literal. Biscoff, I think those are really good too. Um, but I'm talking about there was they, they've. I don't know if they still do I've it. I've been on a flight where they handed. Me yeah, I, I don't know if they still do it. That used to be their this gimmick for a ago. while. Oh, it, it was so good. There was a hotel I thought that also had a gimmick where it was like we always have like freshly baked chocolate chip cookies for yeah. you upon check-in. I don't remember who it was. Interesting. I feel like nowadays cookies seem a little home 
baked to have at a you know fresh baked cookies are, i almost feel like i'm like whose hands <laughs> needed this stuff? there's a restaurant i went <laughs> to in i want to say it was brooklyn i saw it on one of those cooking shows like the best thing i ever ate and they described these really yeah. cool um french onion soup dumplings appetizer that they made there which sounded amazing so i made my friends who were living in new york go there with me it was a bit of a trek on uh, the subway we got there we had it's multi-courses and those and one of their dessert options were three warm cookies and a cold glass of milk and so we got the <laughs> end amazing. they were so good it was the perfect ending to this great meal we were like uh, like 10 minutes ahead of another table so we were constantly mostly me making recommendations based on what we ate to them and they'd be looking at oh what are you guys saying oh it's this and this and they're oh we'll get that too and like, oh, I go, I you got to have these cookies. Like, they're so into our meal. <laughs> I was like, oh, you, these are like the best things I've ever had. And it's just so simple. It was a chocolate chip cookie, a double chocolate chip cookie, and I think an oatmeal cookie. And this nice, tall, white, uh, cold glass of uh, white milk. It was great. Mm-hmm. It was perfect. That's yeah. awesome. As opposed to Ugh, gray milk. Blue milk. Chocolate milk. <laughs> okay, fair. <laughs> like Aunt Peru used to make. Uh, so I think we've made it through the... <laughs> <laughs> I just got that right. <laughs> I think we've made it through the content from the Wendy's episode. Um, I have an update, of uh, a, a things Aaron hasn't tried update, if you Ooh, guys are yeah. interested Ooh, yes. before we uh, Please. check out it. Please, cue the theme song. Uh, <laughs> as I mentioned at the last episode, I drove uh, to Philadelphia, and I stopped at a rest stop. Um, and there, I purchased a bag of Skittles. Oh. Ooh. Um, and... And I, in the last week or so, ate uh, this whole bag of Skittles. Were they regular Skittles? Um, okay. Regular Skittles. I wanted to go yeah, regular fair. for my first foray. And uh, I got to say, very good. Go. I really enjoyed them. Um, I think I was a little weirded out originally because of their similarity to mm-hmm. M&M's uh, physically. Yep. But they have nothing to do with M&M's in no. candy form. They actually have individual um, flavors on like M&M's. Yeah. Yeah. The texture is really interesting, really great. I love the fact that they have individual individual flavors. Um, I think that's really great. And um, I actually, I've been eating Haribo gummy bears. Um, and, is your uh, apartment my, my entirely occupied some, uh, by an eight-year-old boy? <laughs> I mean, these are like my special <laughs> treat. You know, I have like a little bit after dinner, you know. Um, but uh, yeah, so I tried Skittles. They were really good. So I'm slowly but surely, uh, you know, chipping away at the list of things that I... Uh, uh, haven't had to, to mix them in. I've never been more um, proud. Thank you. So, is there anything else you guys wanted to cover on this episode? Uh, no, that's good for me. Yeah. I everything I needed to. Yeah, I think we're pretty good. All right. Awesome. Thanks for listening to Faux Boys. Follow us on Twitter at Faux Boys Pod. Uh, follow me on Twitter. Actually, follow Wait, the Doughboys on Twitter. They're really the episode, great. Right? Oh. Oh, yeah. We rated out of oh. uh, five bad hashtags. Uh, uh, we should have done that before I got to my snacks. Uh, all right, what do you guys? Oh, what do you guys? Slam dunk. Yeah. Five bad hashtags. No contest. Yeah, Agreed. Yeah. yeah I, I, there were there were no no de- no uh, dead spots in this episode. I would say uh, the Wendy's segment and the feedback segment were so uh, 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 stellar that they completely uh, take away any downside from what I would call a pedestrian snacker yeah. whack. Yeah, um, I agree. And uh, yeah, easy five hashtags, uh, five bad hashtags for this episode. Uh, tremendous, maybe one of the one of the best episodes of any podcast ever. Yep, in my opinion, I agree. Um, definitely in my top ten uh, podcast episodes. Your of all Mount time. Podmore, <laughs> my Mount Podmore. <laughs> uh, amazing stuff. Um, 
All right, follow the Doughboys on Twitter at Doughboys Pod, uh, at Nick Weiger, at B Day Boys Mitch, um, and at Paul Rust. Uh, for Paul Rust, the guest on this episode. Um, really funny. All of yeah. them are really funny mm-hmm. on Twitter. I've especially been really enjoying Nick Weiger's food Me tweets. Too. He doesn't always tweet about food. He tweets about basketball and comedy and current events and stuff. But um, Nick Weiger's food takes are some of my favorite yeah. stuff on Twitter. I wish there was more um, stuff like that on Twitter. Like food with that's truly funny mm-hmm. and interesting from people who are smart and know about food. Um, I agree. So I love that stuff. Burger uh, Boy's follow best. me on Twitter at... Burger what? Boy is the best. <laughs> Burger Boy is the best. Um, I'm on Twitter at A-A-R-O-N-S-T-E-H-L-E-Y. What about you guys? Uh, I'm on Twitter at Bdrish, B as in Brendan, D-R-I-S-C-H. I'm at uh, at CoconutPhone77. And I'm still at Sigma, like the Greek letter, lives. L-I-V-E-S. At some point, I do want you two to cover why those are your handles. <laughs> yeah. We'll get to it. We'll get to it on an episode when we don't record an hour forty yep. a single episode. <laughs> Remember when we said this would be a mini episode about one yeah. episode? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nope. <laughs> we tried. Yeah. Uh, nope, well, we didn't really try. Um uh, all right, thanks for listening to Faux Boys, uh, the podcast about Doughboys, the podcast about chain restaurants for Brendan, Brian, and Rob. I am Aaron. Happy listening. See ya. See ya. Bye. 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 Previously on Doughboys. But Isn't it true that sometimes you drive, this is a good hour commute, with no radio on? <laughs> I- Serial killer, what are you doing? I- in my cool. fridge at home. Cool. <laughs> in my fridge at home. In our fridge at home we have... What happens when you open up the Weiger? What, do you, what are we seeing in there usually? Well, you may see uh, my weird friend and his weird gnarled mom. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there was this kid who who lived on my block, and one day I saw him pick up a worm. You made your dad t- do your fucking dirty work. <laughs> fucking kills people or eats someone or yeah. Die. He didn't beat him to death. He beat him within an inch of his life. What a oh, he psycho. lives. Yeah. I I don't know. They need a better way of of chopping these up into the right the right size. It's just a mess. It's very messy, and like all the like extras run all over the counter. There's a lot in that fridge, yes. This podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at BenviewNetwork.com. Hello, Benview fans. If you're listening to the show that has the sad, you like the network. So I'm here to say maybe consider checking out Popsicles. A show where a guy mainly doesn't say anything for a while and then get people get mad at him because he hasn't seen the same things they've seen. Benson's just being being that's, hard on himself. That's what the show seems like to me. Alright, well you can listen to Popsicles. <laughs> it's got Derek and me, Brendan Creasy, and Benson. He's a big part of the show. Don't let him undersell it. <laughs> you can listen to it on the Benview Network website, BenviewNetwork.com, or go to popsiclespodcast.com or wherever you find podcasts. If you like Radio Brendo Man, or the late but great Picture Start, or Benson Boombox, this show's got all three of those on. Listen to me get browbeaten by, by these two <laughs> for 90 minutes every every few months.